Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't have a job to Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here on Inside the Ropes, wherever you get your podcasts from. My name is Kenny McIntosh and I'm joined as always by Mr. Finley Martin and Finn. What an eventful 48 hours since we last recorded. Say that. Sorry I'm laughing, we just had a conversation before we came <laughs> on here and uh, we were just talking about how crazy things have been since we last <laughs> recorded on Tuesday, only two days ago. Yeah. It's it's wild. So I mean, there's a lot to get into. We, we'll probably have to get into some of it on the overrun, to be honest, because we just might not have time to do everything. Um, yeah. But let's kick off with let's go chronological thing. Let's let let's go from the beginning. So after we spoke on Tuesday, at the end of business on Tuesday in the Eastern Time Zone, which I think was about six thirty p.m. Eastern, eleven thirty UK time, uh, Stephanie McMahon had uh, sent an email to the rest of the the company uh, sort of saying she's leaving. Um, I mean, it was a very funny statement because she was basically saying, you know, WWE is doing so well. WWE is in such a strong position that I've decided to re- return to my leave and take it one step further with my official designation. <laughs> you think, nothing says we're in such a strong position like I want to leave. Um but she leaves, and obviously that you know everybody's kind of speculating as to why she's left. Because I guess the difference this time, Finn, compared to the first time was last time she took a leave of absence, but this time she has resigned and taken herself off the board. Yes. So, she, so it's more of a final, you know, permanent thing. So what do you make yeah. of the news of Stephanie uh, leaving? And I mean, 
any, any sort of speculatory guesses as to why? Well, I mean, what what the funniest thing about it was that at the top of the tweet, um, she wrote then, now, forever, together. But she's not together with WWE anymore. She's left. Nope. <laughs> Two weeks after she voted against her father to return. And yeah. then three days after she voted for her father to return. And yeah. now she's away. Yeah, our, our, she writes or wrote our founder, Vince McMahon has returned. Our found, she, might, she might as well have written our saviour. Our founder, <laughs> Vince McMahon, has returned as executive chair and is leading an exciting process regarding strategic alternatives. And with Nick's leadership and Paul Triple H Levesque as chief content officer, I am confident WWE is in the perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. WWE is in such a strong position that I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation. I mean, if things were going so swimmingly and like, you know, morale was through the roof, why would she be going? She wouldn't want to leave this utopia that they've created with Vince's return as savior of the company. Um, I look forward to cheer. This is Stephanie continued. I look forward to cheering on WWE from the other side of the business where I started when I was a little kid as a pure fan. I will always remain dedicated to WWE. I truly love our company, our employees, our superstars and our fans. And I am grateful to all of our partners. Thank you for everything. Then now forever together. Steph, not even Stephanie, just Steph. You know, like we're all members of a youth club. We're all pals, all members of the same gang. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, this set the cat among the pigeons, didn't it, Kenny? This just like set off, you know, a chain of events, uh, all this speculation with this story that went out there on Twitter that people believed and suddenly... No, WWE's been sold. It's gone. They bought it, the Saudis. That was the next step, wasn't it? This crazy story that leaked out and, you know, was. Was there... I mean, I, I, before we move on to that, I do just want to say about the Stephanie thing that for me, I don't think it's it's that shocking whatsoever that she's decided no. to leave because, I mean, if you look at it as like, take away the business element, which obviously she's very involved in. I mean, it's... It, I, I sometimes get exhausted for her in, in regard because if you think about it, so Vince had said he wants to come back in December. She knows what he's like, so she knows that he's probably plotting behind her back at every turn. Then, you know, by Christmas, they they knew that he was plotting to come back. So then they've got they all have Christmas together, we assume. And then <laughs> then they, they vote him to not come back because they all know there's still more stuff to come out. And then he forces his hand and makes himself come back. I mean, how much more would she be expected to go through before he goes, you know what? Life is too short for me to continuously go through. And the thing is, I'm sure we'll get to the Saudi. I'm sure there's some smoke to the fire of the Saudi Arabia thing in terms of I'm sure Vince is negotiating with them and would like to sell to them because he would be, you know, it's not like the Saudis are going to have a moral compass code with him. 
of to what he's done. So I'm sure he is talking to them and he has been. But that, and that's another element. She might have just been like, you know, you're coming back. You're talking to, to them about buying the company. Uh, you're ousting people. Like, how? what upside would there be to her staying and kind of having to deal with all the mechanisms of however this does play out in whatever way it does? So I, I good on her. Like, good for Stephanie. I hope she finds something else to do where she can be in a healthier relationship than her father, who once wanted to do an incest angle with her on screen where they would make out. Yes, this was um, acknowledged in a DVD release that came out in maybe 2006. Yeah, was it the McMahon DVD, I think it was? It was, yeah. Vince wanted to do the... Vince wanted to do the... The incest angle with Stephanie, she said no. Then he suggested yeah. that Shane should do it with her. And then Shane was like, there is not a chance. Yeah. What was I weird did. about it was that no one knew about that until they divulged that information on that DVD. And it's like, you know, this hasn't been like some scoop. This isn't, <laughs> hasn't been leaked out. This isn't something that somewhat an information that people have uncovered and brought to you and... You know, it's uh, you're an on-the-spot sort of interview and like, okay, we'll tell the truth. Yeah, it's a fair cop. Yeah, we did suggest that. They just they just revealed this on a DVD for no reason. So we didn't need to know that, did we? Let's be honest. Nope. I know, I mean, I think with Stephanie, I mean, we know that she, she, um, she'd she had enough. She was going to go in, I think it was May, wasn't it, that she announced that she was leaving most of her duties the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Vince was forced out July 22nd, and then they needed a McMahon in the top job, you know, in the top or a, an executive position, co-CEO with Nick Khan, to really, I think, you know, steady the ship, you know, just to provide some, you know, stability and some security and some assurance to shareholders that it was, you know, Vince had had to leave, but it's all right because... His daughter, who's worked for the company since 99 or whatever it was, 98, you know, and has been in the top job there for two decades. She's come in, she's stepped in, you know, she's providing that reassurance to everyone. So now that Vince is back, yeah, it's, I I think it it was a natural chain of events that she would leave, knowing that in a sense her job was done and her duties or her duties had been her obligations, shall we say, her obligations to the company had been fulfilled. And also, I'm sure she just didn't want to be part of it anymore because she had known for weeks or possibly even months what Vince's game was and that he was going to try and affect this change, reinstate himself to the board, which, as we know, he did. So it was time for her to step off. I mean, the real moment to press the panic button will be, of course, if Paul Levesque departs. You know, if he flees, that's when we're really going to start to worry. So I think it's almost a, almost like a ceremonial thing that Stephanie is gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously, you know, it's big news. Of course it is. But you're right. This was inevitable. As soon as Vince reinstalled himself on the board, she was going to leave. Absolutely, she was going to, and she has. And no, I don't blame her either. And there was a lot of messages of support from wrestlers, um, female wrestlers in particular, weren't, weren't there, Kenny, on uh, on Twitter? Yeah, there was, uh, there was an really indie wrestler. Yeah, there was, there was even an indie wrestler who I think had had a squash match with Nia Jax, and she had um, 
she'd said something really nice. Let me see if I can actually uh, find it. Um, I mean, it's like this- tribute. It was like that tributes flooding in, isn't it? After like some beloved celebrity, you know, passes on, you know, tributes are flooded in. It was kind of like a moment like that for Steph. I mean, who would have even thought that 10 years ago? Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, so this, I, I don't think I can find it because the person's not, I, I'm just not able to find it on Twitter. But I mean, basically the gist of it was that she said um, that she had been, she was doing this dark match or this, you know, squash match with uh, Nia Jax and she was sitting at the makeup, you know, area, very nervous. And Stephanie's sitting beside her and Stephanie says, are you excited to wrestle tonight? And the girl is really nervous and just doesn't think, well, Stephanie couldn't be speaking to me. And Stephanie kind of says it louder, like, are you excited to wrestle tonight? And she was like, oh, I didn't know you were talking to me. And Stephanie was laughing and wishing her good luck. And you, know, you get, the fact that a lot of people have good things to say, you know, there's not really anybody coming out and saying Stephanie is, is a bitch. You know, Stephanie's the worst. Um, and also it must be hard for her because, you know, we've talked before how she came into the creative job when she wasn't very equipped for it. Yeah. I'm sure it was Paul Heyman had said at some point, in defense of her, he was like, you know, there comes a point where, when you're in that job, you have to either sort of become a bit of a you know, bitch in terms of do it you've your way. To, well, you've got to be tough, haven't you? You've got yeah. to be tough because people are tearing you down. Yeah, you've got to kind of be like, this is my vision, this is what we're doing, and you need to be very forthright about why you're doing it, what you're doing. And I think, you know, she she had that. Being Vince's daughter, I mean, that feels like you need therapy just for that on a personal level, never mind work-wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So there's the Stephanie thing. She leaves. Good for her. Um, we're told that uh, Nick Khan is going to be the sole CEO of WWE. Triple yeah. H is still going to be the chief op- uh, content officer who's in charge of creative. And Vince is going to be handling. But he, he was then made executive chairman of the board again with a unanimous vote, funnily enough. Um, and then came, there was a, you know, a tweet out from uh, Stephen, oh, how do you pronounce his surname? Because I'm going to butcher it. Stephen, oh, sorry, I've got it here. Hold on. Mulehausen, Mulehausen, I think it was, who had tweeted out that there was a sale imminent uh, for WWE to Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia private government fund. Um, and then Bodyslam.net picked it up as well. And it kind of became this big story. Everybody was talking about it overnight, and then it came out from Ariel Harwani and a few other people. The deal is not done. There, ha- there are talks going on about a sale. WWE have enlisted JP Morgan to to help, but there is no deal as of now. So obviously, you know, people jumped the gun with that. Um, but I guess to try and ask a more relevant question rather than just, you know, assuming that was right. If the if they do make a discussion with the Saudis and that is the way they go in terms of selling the company. Do you think what what are the cons to that, and are the cons in your mind too big to do it, or do you think that people would just kind of accept it when it happens, if it happens? What, what, what do you mean? Do you mean the talent? Do you mean the fans? Do you mean the shareholders? Well, because I mean the, the the idea, I guess, is that if if they went Saudi owned, they would go private again. Is that would, apparently is one of the benefits if they did do it that way. But so I guess, yeah, the, the talent and the fans would be my question. Do you think that either of them would, do you think we would see big reaction or do you think it would be kind of an initial furor and then it would die down? Um, I mean, it's the Saudi PIF, the Public Investment Fund. Yeah. That's the company and they've got 
500 billion in the coffers or something like that, or access to hundreds of billions of pounds, um, hundreds of billions of dollars, of course, as well. Uh, even more in dollars because, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, lots of people have made noises about never watching WWE again if they were to be bought by the Saudis. But lots of people said that when they entered into the agreement with them in 2018. Lots of people said that then, didn't they? I remember lots of people saying they were never going to watch WWF again, Kenny, after the double cross in Survivor Series 1997. That was it. I'm never watching it again. And like a few months later, WWF was doing better than it had ever done. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I imagine some people will stop watching if it is bought by the Saudis public investment fund. Um, it's going to have an effect. I mean, some people are possibly going to quit over it. I don't think that many would, but possibly some would. But I mean, you've also got the potential of if there's a new owners, there may be pay rises. They may change the structure of the contracts. They may probably won't do this, but they might. They might start offering some benefits that the current version of WWE doesn't do. I mean, they might. I'm not saying they will, but they might. So I think things would change in that regard. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, there, there could potentially be sweeteners. There could be like, you know, some sort of each person who works there could receive like a bonus. Probably won't, but they might. I mean, I don't know really, Kenny, what, what would happen if it were to be sold to the Saudis in its entirety or a, or a majority share were to be sold to the Saudis. I mean, it's possible that nothing would change. I mean, I, I really couldn't tell you. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of noise made on Twitter yesterday after people jumped to conclusions and assumed that this report was accurate. I mean, I just thought, well, how, how could it have happened this quickly? It's a public company. There's no way it could. There would have to be a process through which they would have to consult the shareholders. You can say, well, Vince is the majority shareholder, so he could just green like this. Well, I don't know whether he could. I think there would have to be a, a process by which they would have to be consulted. Surely the PIF would want to do a due diligence on the company and know what they were buying. If you remember when people were attempting to buy WCW back in 2000, 2001, um, the due diligence went on for weeks. You know, going through everything to make sure that the companies or the people bidding or considering bidding on buying WCW knew what they were actually buying, you know, and what the liabilities were and, you know, what their financial commitments were and what they were actually taking on, the actual minutiae of that. And I would think that if the PIF is interested in buying WWE or a majority share of it, even a minority share, they would also want to know what they were buying into. Also, and just quickly, and I'll shut up after I've said this, Kenny. How would this affect the upcoming media rights negotiations? And this was a story yesterday that lots of people were bringing up. I if because to to your point, just to interject that there, because the Saudi Arabian government have bought a golf league, or they started a golf league where they basically paid all these golfers loads of money to be in their league. It's yes. called it the Live Golf, and it, that's not been able to get a television deal in America. Precisely. 
And as we know, for well over a decade now, media rights has been the largest revenue stream for or, or in WWE. It, this is where the real money comes from. And WWE, is, as we know, is about to uh, commence negotiations on the extension to the media rights um, in the US for Raw and SmackDown. That expires in, they both expire in autumn of 2024. But as I said on Tuesday, they will want to get the, the new deal signed by the end of the summer this year. And it's expected that it will be valued even uh, higher than it was back in 20... It was 2018, wasn't it, when they did the deal? Summer 2018. Yeah, because yeah, uh, SmackDown debuted on Fox in 2019. So they did the deal. 2019. That's it. And there was a significant increase in the media rights fees in 2018. And WWE is expecting that you know, to go up again when negotiations begin this year if they haven't begun already so if wwe is owned by the pif will nbc universal fox amazon whomever will they want to do business with wwe and i don't know the answer to that question yet but obviously without the tv money i'm not saying wwe is worthless because it isn't it's still worth a lot of money but it wouldn't be worth anywhere near as much. It's not worth $6 billion, is it? No. So there's lots of things to consider here. And this is why there is no way that WWE could just be, the sale could just go through like that. You know, this is not like buying a push bike from your <laughs> mate down the street. <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated than that. A little bit, a little bit more complicated. Well, I was going to ask, because there's so many layers to this and you can end up kind of, we can end up down a rabbit hole where we just don't get back if we're not careful. But, I mean, a lot of this is hypothetical. So what we do know is they, they have hired JP Morgan to, you know, represent them in sale negotiations. That is what they have done. So, they're, they're you know, they're, they're listening to offers. They're going to listen to offers. Um, how important do you think it's going to be? Because if, if Vince was to sell, we talked about this on Tuesday, he wants to be involved. Yeah, you know, He's got, I mean, he has loads of money. So, sure. So then, you know, if he was to sit, if the company was to be sold and he was to make two billion or whatever he would make, what's he going to do with it? Like, he's, you know, money's not for him. If he was to sell to, I assume, I mean, I don't know enough about business to know how it works, but I assume he is going to be focused on selling to the place that he can, in his mind, ensure he has to be involved. He has to have some element of control, and I don't know if I don't know who can provide that for him or how that can be provided. No, well, we talked about this at length on Tuesday, and you know this is ground we've been over before back in twenty twenty one. Was everyone was talking about how WWE was going to be sold, and you know my old thing that I always go back to is that Vince loves the power. He loves being in control. He always has. This is his life's work. This WWE is his baby, and. Um, I don't. I can't. I said this on Tuesday. I, I can't imagine him surrendering control of this company to anyone else. Now, maybe I'm wrong about that, and I could. And if I am, I'll be the first to admit it. You know, and I, and I will be stunned if that occurs. So maybe that will happen this year. But still, that's then, the thing that I can't get over: him giving up power and giving up control of this company. That's the thing that I just can't get my head around. Everything else is feasible but not that to me. 
because if he if he had mellowed in some way, right, where he had said, you know, look, I'm I just want to sell it, get a good profit, and leave. I I don't think maybe Stephanie would have left if she thought that because she would have been, you know, she would have been involved. Whatever. It, it strikes me that he's still erratic. He's still, you know, the way he's always been. So, I mean, I'm very curious to see how these, you know, because he's also he has to approve all all any sale or any media sure. rights. Course. So, um, I mean, that was how he was able to come back. He made that yeah. clear, didn't he, in the letter? Uh, it was like, listen, if you don't reinstate me to the board, I'm not going to improve. I'm not going to approve any of these negotiations, which, uh, you know, the biggest, this is the biggest money deal this company will ever do. And I'm not going to approve it. I have to be involved. And at that point, it was game over. Of course, he was coming back. And the, the other element is, like, let's say, you know, because, Let's say that he was to, they were to sell to the Saudi funds, right? Say that was yeah. the avenue they did go down. There's a lot of elements to that that I think would maybe preclude it from happening. Like John Cena wouldn't work for them because he said publicly that he doesn't want to work for, he doesn't want to go to Saudi Arabia, he doesn't want to be involved with them. He's kind of went yeah. on record saying he doesn't like, how, you know, how gay people are treated in that country, which is a, you know, very stand up thing for him to do. Um, the Rock, would he want to be involved in something like that if if, if that's what it went? I, so, I don't think so. I don't think he would. So, you know, are you really going to jeopardize? Because if you look at, I mean, I don't know enough about exactly who's went. There are some big names who have went to Saudi Arabia and performed, but there's a lot of big names who have been offered and refused. Sure. They don't want to be involved. So, I mean, and no, I don't think if, I think if Saudi Arabia... And a lot of that, Kenny, is because they know that there'll be a backlash. Yeah. You know, was, a lot of it is probably virtue signaling let's be honest well i mean i think it's, if you're a wwe wrestler like i'm sure kevin owens hates going over there because of his relationship with sammy zane but you know i think they probably justify it to themselves as look it's only once or twice a year we're in yeah. and out and um, we can do it sammy zane you know would with with the saudi arabian fund want him kept on given that he is you know a does this family for Syria campaign? There's a lot of stuff that they would have to deal with. And then, like you say, the main one would be if the the networks would would approve it, if they would approve working with them. Now, I don't think if the Saudi Arabia... How many sponsors would flee? How many sponsors would fear a backlash from yeah. their customers that they were placing adverts with a company that was owned by, you know, a, a, a company that that's based in Saudi Arabia. And you've got to consider that as well. What effect could this have on their sponsorship and merchandise deals and et cetera, et cetera. And um, I mean, a lot of companies now, this is the thing of the of the social media and the internet age is that a protest can begin within, you know, half an hour and pick up massive amounts of steam. And lots of companies just don't want the hassle. And they would just say, I'm not going to be involved anymore in WWE because this is a PR disaster for us as a company. We will place ads or spend our money with another company that's not involved with a company uh, uh, involved with a company that's that's finances are coming from a country that's, um, you know, that's got human rights, uh, has got so many, you know, human rights problems going on. You know, and so many things going over there that we don't want to be involved in and can't. You know what I mean? It's just, I think it just goes on and on. Well, and because I think there's, there's also so many strands the, to this. 
Well, there's, there's also the element of if the Saudi Arabian fund was to buy WWE, I don't for a second think that every Monday night on Raw we'd have ads for Riyadh and how great it is. But I think no. it would definitely be undertones. But it, it, it all depends. You know, somebody who I am quite close to has a trans adult child and they still go to, you know, I was, we were chat, I was chatting to him yesterday and he was saying, you know, I go and eat food sometimes at Chick-fil-A. But I know the owner of Chick-fil-A is transphobic and homophobic and has given money to funds, you know, for conversion therapy and all this kind of stuff. He was like, and I do feel bad, but it's around the corner. You know, it's like, it's, it's there, so I kind of use it. And I think there's a lot of people who will probably just be fine with it and, and, and not, you know, choose to accept it. But there are a lot of people who, who I think it will put a, a real dampener on WWE as a brand. I think they'll become, you know, if the reputation can get worse, I think it would get a lot worse if they did do that. So that's the main reason I, I just can't see it happening. But then, you know, Newcastle United Football Club, they're owned by the Saudis. Uh, I think Manchester City are owned by them, Paris Saint-Germain in, in France. So they've been getting into a lot of stuff because they want to have their, their footprint in the Western world. Yeah, exactly. And they've got a lot of money to spend. Countless, you know. But, you know, I, somebody who I know who was, who was at Crown Jewel, uh, working, working inside uh, WWE, had said that when they were there that the people in Saudi Arabia couldn't have been nicer. The people in Saudi Arabia, by all accounts, are lovely. It's, you know, it's just the regime above that is the problem. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be an interesting year to see, uh, you know, how this pans out. I mean, you've got to think that Comcast is a leading contender to want it. But what, what, yes. if, what if, Finn, what if, uh, what big TK... Besides, you know what? I've got AEW. I've got Ring of Honor. What about the Fed? That was the, that was the big buzzword on Twitter yesterday. The Fed, <laughs> like it's nineteen ninety three. Oh God, Tony oh. can't put it on Raw. The contract says can, not that can. <laughs> oh God! Well, he did his version of that last year, didn't he? With uh, with Ring of Honor, you know, he thought he was like he was reliving that. That fateful moment in March 2001 when Shane, you know, bought WCW from under the nose of Vince McMahon and we had the simulcast <laughs> and the split screen. You know, he just wants that moment, doesn't he? That's, you know, Tony does. So He does. Big I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I just, I just think people, I think in future, just take a moment, think about it, right, before you catastrophize. And there was so much of that going on yesterday, Kenny. I just had to stop reading it after a while. I and, just... well, the, and, the, the, and we, I said this to you off air, and this is no uh, shade to the original poster of the, the, the sale. But if you're going to post something like that, I think it's very poor form to then delete it and not make a comment about it. Yeah. You know? yeah if, as I said to you off, off air, Kenny, mm -hmm. if you start the fire... You should be first in line with the fire extinguisher to put that fire out. Indeed. Indeed. Well, listen, we will be here, uh, you know, to, to break down the rumours, the innuendo, the, res the resignations, the acquisitions, whatever there is. We'll be here. So, yeah. um, I mean, I, I, I am kind of flabbergasted that, you know, as we sit here on January the 12th, we're 12 days into the year. 
and I feel like we're about six months into the year already. <laughs> I thought you know, there's no way 2022 can can be topped, but I mean, the beginning of January is giving it a run for its money. So yeah, it has. It has absolutely it has. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I mean. Lots of people saying that the company is going to be sold. Maybe it's just the media rights that are going to be sold. Maybe, maybe that's the only thing that will actually be for sale here. And, um, you know, I think people just need to try and keep a cool head. And when something happens, WWE will have to release the information in the public domain. It's a public company. It has to. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a process before a sale can happen. There will just have to be. Because, I mean, you know, somebody is suing Vince, right, Kenny? Just a lawsuit. Yeah, we're we're going to talk about that in the overrun. That's another element to it. But um, it, I yeah, mean, can you it, imagine if the company actually was sold before going through due process? Can you imagine the response from shareholders? They would be risking a class action lawsuit. So, you know, all these, you know, there's a lot of box ticking, a lot of box ticking that needs to happen before something this big can can occur like and, and by that this big i mean the sale of wwe well we will be here to cover whatever happens all the way around um but listen morning thank everybody for all your support um do go and pre-order the new issue of inside the ropes magazine at inside the ropes magazine.com with sammy's in the cover i was actually just proofreading the final bit of it today and it was funny finn and you're from the top you're covering Vince coming back, and it's like, God, see by the next next month's deadline, what, what's going to happen then? Yeah, possibly nothing. Possibly, possibly nothing, nothing, which would be good because you have to take a catch up and di- dissect Stephanie news and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, possible, it's possible that this is the end of it for now and yeah. that nothing else is going to happen for a while, but we shall see. We shall see. Well, listen, want to thank you for all your support, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.